This podcast is brought to you by the College of Nursing at Brigham Young University. For more information about its programs, faculty, students, or alumni events, please visit nursing.byu.edu. Have you ever wanted interview tips right from the mouth of a senior recruiter at one of the largest hospital chains in the U.S.? Have you ever been interested in getting advice about how to get into hospital leadership? Keep listening. We'll tell you. Hey guys, I'm Adia Hansen. And I'm Corbin Smith. Together we are going to explore the nursing profession. With exclusive interviews for nurses working in jobs you want to know about. Transferring info from one nurse to another. This is the College Handoff. Hey friends, today we'll start out our episode by talking with Casey Matheson. She's a recruiter for HCA Mountain Division, and she's going to talk about their recruitment efforts with new grads in hospitals that are all over the West. After Casey, we'll be speaking with Jen Wagenar, who is a chief nursing executive at HCA Mountain Division as well. From RN to CNE, she has a really cool career story to share with us. But first, Casey. So now Casey Matheson is here. Casey, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing really well, Corbin. How are you? I'm doing super awesome, super, super awesome. (laughs) Um, So Casey, before we get started, I know that you are a recruiter and we Uh love when recruiters come onto our show. We love learning about different resume and interview and tips like that. And I think our students love it even more than I love it. But (laughs) could you first introduce yourself, who you work for and the different things you do? Yeah, most definitely. Um, My name is Casey Matheson. I do all of our new grad RN recruiting for um, HCA Mountain Star Healthcare. Um, So just really quickly, um, at Mountain Star here in Utah, we have eight hospitals kind of um, starting up in Logan, kind of the Cache Valley, and then our most southern hospital is down in Payson. So I recruit for eight hospitals here in Utah, um, two in Idaho, and then one in Alaska, and that's kind of called our Mountain Division of HCA. Um, HCA is actually the biggest healthcare provider in the United States. Um, We have 185 hospitals around the country in 20 different states, and then we also have a cluster of hospitals in London as well. Um, So I've been with HCA for a little over three years. Um, I actually came from um, a competitor here in Utah, where I'd actually worked for 17 years doing nurse recruiting and HR. I loved it, but Um, I was really kind of excited to come to HCA and I've, uh, loved my time here. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's awesome. So, you know, your stuff, you've been in the game a long time. So, you (laughs) I know when you get old, you know, so, you know, you know who exactly you're looking for and what they need to do. I think so. I hope so. Yeah. So what positions do you recruit for specifically? Is it just new RN grads or is it different kinds of nursing? So, um, I'm typically most of my portfolio is new grads. Um, We have a really fantastic nurse residency um, program that we do here at HCA. And for those 11 hospitals I mentioned, I recruit um, for that new grad nurse residency program. So that's kind of mostly what I do. Um, I also recruit kind of on the other side of the spectrum, our nurse director positions within our division as well. Um, so I do new grads and I do high level leadership. It's kind of funny, but yeah, nothing really in between. Um, so that's kind of where my assignment is right now. So 
Okay, perfect. Do you have any tips or insight that you could give to our students about the application and resumes and stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I really think BYU, I definitely have a top spot for, and you have like an incredible program. And of course, everybody's clamoring to hire your students. Um, so I think your students are in a great space of where they can probably find jobs pretty readily. I think some advice that I can give um, as far as finding jobs is if you like to be somewhat flexible. Um, I think as far as finding opportunities, um, if you're worried about that at all, I would really encourage you to be flexible and open um, to units that may be available to you. Um, when I first started doing nurse recruiting, it was kind of funny. I mean, our ortho- I remember I was hiring for an orthopedics unit where like our average length of stay for like a total hip was like 14 days. Our nurse to patient ratios were like two to one during the days. I mean, it was just such a different world. And I think patients are so much more acute now. And what we're asking for healthcare workers I mean, really at any hospital system you're going to go to, it was just really night and day from what it was, you know, 20 years ago. So um, I think just getting a really good experience in med surge and then being able to move up higher in acuity. I think if you're open to that, I think I'll have a ton more possibilities potentially available to you. Um, But yeah, does that answer your question? No, that totally answers my question. And kind of moving on from that interviews, I think interviews are way stressful for everybody. What kind I know, of, they really are. <laughs> what kind of interview tips do you feel like you can give? Yeah, I think for interview tips, I think obviously the more prepared you are, probably the less nervous you're going to be. Um, so I would really recommend, um, if possible, kind of prepare, you know, four or five real life experiences that you've had that are specific. So um, we utilize um, an interviewing kind of platform called behavioral based interviewing, which I'm assuming most hospitals actually utilize that. So behavioral-based interviewing kind of relies on the premise that what you've done in the past will probably demonstrate how you'll do things in the future. So employers will be asking for very specific experiences of what you've done in the past. So, I mean, you could probably think that most likely a nurse director will probably ask you about a time that you've really delivered excellent patient care. And even if you haven't had previous direct patient care work experience, I mean, that could be in the realm of clinical or capstone experiences. Um, You'll probably get asked, you know, tell me about the time you've had to multitask. um, Tell me about a time you've had to resolve a conflict. You can probably think of all the things and easily read through a job description and kind of determine what types of those questions would be asked. But I think if you really come prepared with some specific examples, I think you'll definitely feel less nervous. Um, I always tell people as well, don't be afraid to bring a notebook and maybe just have some like keywords with your stories. If you do tend to get really nervous during interviews, you can kind of look down um, and you can take notes as well. Some people feel a little bit better when they're able to kind of take notes and have a little bit of control of the situation. Um, That's what I would recommend is being prepared as possible. um, And I think you'll do great. Casey, I've been told that you guys have a new RN grad nurse residency program. Could you tell, could you tell me about that and how students participate in that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a program. um, It's an acronym. It's called STAR-N and we call, we use an acronym just because it's like a really long, it's specialty training apprenticeship for registered nurses. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, Better. Acronyms better. Yeah. Yeah, So we kind of rely on the acronym, but um, like I mentioned, um, HC is a network of 185 hospitals. We have a lot of hospitals kind of like in the Southeast and This program was kind of developed for hospitals in Florida. Um, We were kind of seeing that we had a lot 
of first year nurses um, turning over at really rapid rates. And that wasn't in just Florida. You know, five years ago, the hospital system that I used to work for, we were kind of experiencing the same thing. And we were thinking, you know, what's going on? Um, at the crux of it, we realized that we just weren't, you know, really offering a powerful enough orientation program for new nurses to feel comfortable coming into a hospital setting. Um, there just wasn't a strong enough bridge from student nurse to novice nurse. So um, the start program was kind of born in Florida, and then it kind of got tweaked, um, went through a couple of cohorts, and then pushed out to the rest of HCA. So that's kind of where the program started. Uh, but our program, um, I'll just kind of speak from it from a med surge perspective. It's a 10-week program. Um, the first five weeks of the program is a complete like didactic classroom experience. So during that first five weeks, um, you'll receive a handful of certifications. So um, we do ACLS PALS, we do BLS if we need to. Um, if you go into the ED, we do TNCC as well. We do a week of high fidelity simulation, um, and we just really make sure that you feel comfortable and ready to go to the unit. And then from there, um, we do a five-week guided preceptorship. Um, you'll be assigned one single mentor, which I think is really a game changer. It's not just really like the charge nurse who isn't um, the least busy that day. You'll have a dedicated preceptor that will kind of give you consistent feedback through that five weeks. You'll shadow their three 12-hour week shift to share a patient load with them. And then at the end of 10 weeks, you should be ready to assume your own patient load. Um, for the first year, you are considered in residency, however. So following the STARM program, once a month, you'll attend a professional development class for the first 12 months of your employment. And then at the end of your first year, you'll present an evidence-based capstone project. Um, our headquarters are actually in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, but we've had a handful of people from that division last year. Um, present projects that, and they've got to go to Nashville to present their posters. So that's been really exciting. Um, but that evidence-based capstone project is just an opportunity for you as a new nurse on that unit um, to maybe, you know, offer some suggestions or what could we be doing better, process improvement opportunities. So really kind of a way for you to kind of connect, um, get involved with leadership and have the opportunity to present your ideas. So that's kind of what our residency looks like in a nutshell. Um, and we do that residency throughout all our 185 hospitals across 20 states. So if you're not staying in Utah, but you're interested in like Denver or Miami or Kansas City, <laughs> you can go to any of our hospitals there and um, take advantage of that same program. So. And are you guys actively recruiting right now for new grads for in um, your department and your organization? Yeah, so we, um, here in our mountain division, um, we hire three times a year um, to our new grad program. That kind of coincides with traditional graduation periods. So we start a class in January, in June, and in September. So um, we typically open up our classes about eight weeks before um, our classes begin. So for December grads, if you're listening, we'll be opening those up um, probably the first week of November. Um, and then if you're graduating in the spring, uh, we'll typically open those in March. If you're graduating in the summer, uh, we typically open those up, um, usually July. So. Perfect. Casey, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Are there any other ways that people could reach out to you? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm easy. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I would probably see that's maybe like a pro tip of mine today. Um, if you haven't created a LinkedIn profile, I would encourage you to do that. Um, I think LinkedIn sometimes hasn't really been a space where a lot of, you know, bedside nurses have gone to, 
you know, put in a like a profile or kind of connect with jobs, but it's actually a really, really powerful resource, especially in the recruiting space. And I honestly think as nurses advance their careers, um, it's a great place to professionally network. And so that would be my first tip, jump on LinkedIn, create a profile, it's really simple. But from there, you're gonna have access to a lot of recruiters, be able to read about companies, see job openings. So um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, Again, my name is Casey Matheson, C-A-S-E-Y, M-A-T-H-E-S-O-N. Yeah, whatever medium is best for you, um, feel free to reach out to me. I'm always usually super available. And I would love to help you do whatever I can to be successful in your nursing career. So, yeah, thank you so much, Casey, and have an awesome day. Great, you too. Thank you so much. The BYU College of Nursing 2021 calendars are available now. Students have one in their SimLab hanging folder, or if you would like to request a copy, send your name and mailing address to nursingpr at byu.edu. The cover features the 66 nursing students that began our program in August. So we are so grateful to have Jen Wagenar with us today. So Jen, could you introduce yourself a little bit, what you do and the organization that you work for? Sure. Uh, as Corbin said, I'm Jen Wagenar. I'm the chief nursing executive for Mountain Star Healthcare. Uh, Mountain Star in the state of Utah, are eight hospitals that are up and down the Wasatch Front from Payson uh, up through Logan. My role in this organization is to really be a clinical voice and advocate at all levels of the organization so that when any decisions are being made, uh, nurses and other caregivers are at the forefront of of those uh, decisions that are being made and have voice into those decisions. So uh, my role is to not only uh, help with that kind of advocacy, but patient advocacy, uh, as well as leadership development in in our nurses who come to Mountain Star. That is so awesome. So do you work pretty closely with people like the CEO and stuff like that? I do. So I help to coordinate the clinical HR and people strategies across the Mountain Star region. So the eight hospitals here in Utah, and then we have hospitals in other states as well. In that role, I work closely with the individual executives at the hospital level. So the CNOs, the CEOs, the COOs, and the CFOs. And we have that same sort of leadership model here at the division level or the Mountain Star level uh, that helps to coordinate all of those things at a higher level across the organization. So working with all of those key stakeholders and decisions that they're making every day. So I wanted to ask, how did you get that position? What was the process like? Did you start just as a normal nurse or a general nurse in the hospital and then kind of worked your way up or how did that work? Well, I would say that my place in this organization has occurred through uh, a number of different opportunities that were a combination of, you know, my skills, ability, education, and drive, and a little bit of luck as well. So my background is in ER and ICU nursing. I spent a number of years at the bedside in both of those capacities. Uh, And within the organization that I started my career in, there were a lot of opportunities that presented themselves for leadership. And whether that was starting out on a shared governance committee, leading something for accreditation, something in infection prevention, a staffing committee, a magnet committee, whatever those things were, uh, just raising my hand and saying, you know, I'm willing to be plugged in wherever it makes sense and wherever you think my skill set and abilities are a match. And so uh, through that time, I progressed and worked in a, a number of different areas of quality risk management, uh, care experience, um, performance improvement, med staff, and it just kind of continued to grow. And as I learned the organization, 
from all of those various leadership committees and formal positions, so both informal uh, and formal leadership, it became obvious to someone at the you know top of the organization that my skill set could then be translated to a different kind of formal leadership opportunity. And I was asked to open a, a new hospital in a new market as the CNO. And after that experience and getting that hospital kicked off and, and um, running, up and running, I transitioned to HCA Healthcare. Mountain Star is a part of that. So we have 186 hospitals across the nation, eight of which are here in Utah. And worked as a chief nursing officer side by side with the executive team that we talked about earlier. And through that role, the president of our company determined that the missing link was having a nursing leader at the regional level or the division level to make sure that we were giving nursing and other clinicians voice in all of our in all of our decision making. And so he uh, created the role of chief nursing executive for the division. And I was asked to take that on three years ago, and it's been an amazing journey. And I am humbled and honored every day to provide voice to our frontline teams. It's awesome that there's somebody up in the executive team that is actively fighting for that. That's cool. What level of schooling did you need to complete to have this position? So my background is a little different than that of some of my colleagues. So uh, some of my colleagues have master's in nursing. Some of them have a doctorate in, in nursing. Uh, my background is a little different in that I want to make sure that as nursing leaders, we can provide adequate voice to the business. And a part of that is making sure that you have a sound operations background. That can be done in a number of different avenues and can be done through learning as you progress through roles, most certainly. Uh, but my background is a bachelor's in nursing and a master's in business administration and healthcare. And so that gives me an opportunity to speak uh, both the clinical language and the language of, of finance and organizational uh, kind of growth and development so that I can blend those uh, two different aspects and provide a, a different kind of perspective uh, when we're working through things. Do you ever get the opportunity to work with patients very often, or is it mostly you're working with the executive team and you're making decisions more high up? So it's a little bit variable. As the chief nursing officer in the hospital, my favorite thing to do was when the emergency department would get busy to throw on my scrubs and go down to the ER and do all of the things that I still have skill sets to do. Um, I'm not, you know, helping intubate patients anymore, and I'm not running codes anymore, but there are certainly things that I can help out with at the hospital level. Uh, now that I'm in a little bit different role, it gets a little bit harder, uh, but I do spend a lot of time with the hospitals that I have uh, collaboration and oversight for, and when I'm in those hospitals, if I'm making rounds or I'm in the lobby and a patient or a family member needs something and a call light turns on, I take those opportunities to get in there and to, to connect with our patients and not only to support you know, our, our nurses and other clinicians who are already so busy with all the things that they're doing by helping a little bit, um, but also getting an opportunity to connect with patients and, and visitors and really understand from their perspective what it is that we're doing well and where those things are that we might be able to improve. So I take those opportunities uh, when I get them. They are uh, fewer and farther between than they used to be, but it's still work that I'm passionate about. Now let's kind of transition and talk a little bit about leadership. You said that the way that you got to the position that you're at was doing a lot in leadership committees and getting involved in the hospital that you worked in. So now kind of speaking to students, because a lot of the people that are listening are current students, why would you recommend that they get involved with leadership in the hospital once they graduate or even maybe before? 
I think there are so many reasons to get involved in leadership, and it can be in the walls of your hospital. It can be outside the walls of your hospital in a board leadership position. Uh, it might be um, in a leadership position in a church or community activity. All of those things are, are really wonderful. Uh, your The various state uh, nursing associations are, are also a really good place to get involved in leadership. And I think that the reasons are primarily the way that it continues to help you think about your communication skills and the way that you interact with a broad range of people. Uh, within the organization, it helps you to get connected to the greater organization and understand the various components. Sometimes when we work at the bedside, we don't see all of the other things happening around us in support of that work. So there might be a supply chain committee, there may be an infection prevention committee, or other kinds of committee work that can help you get connected to the greater organization. It's also really good for networking. So, you know, we'll often kind of keep our heads down, come to work, work on the unit that we work in, but not get an opportunity to really meet other people in the organization and network with our peers, network with people that we uh, might want to emulate in, in our careers later. And that gives you some exposure and networking uh, in that space. Uh, and then finally, I think, you know, as you think about leadership opportunities, um, there's no better way to, to become a, a better leader than to sort of take that first step. Uh, because when you're in those committees, hopefully you're surrounded by other people who have had some experience in that space that can continue to grow you uh, and help you understand kind of all the career paths, uh, whether those are, again, formal or informal leadership, and how to achieve the goals that, that you intend to achieve in your career. That's cool. And specifically talking about Mountain Star Healthcare, where you're working, what are some of the leadership opportunities there that are available for nurses? We have so many uh, leadership opportunities. And the other really cool thing about Mountain Star is that we have what we call organizational development and leadership. We have a team of people that I coordinate with that help us to help you grow in the ways that you want to. So it might be that you want to learn a different communication style. You want to take crucial conversations so that you can have difficult conversations as the charge nurse on your unit. Um, you could move into a lead position uh, in one of the areas. If you want to be a surgical services nurse and lead a service line, you could move into that space. Our case managers, as an example, are leaders in the organization. We have leadership opportunities in risk, patient safety, infection prevention, not just formally in roles in that space, uh, but as I said before, in, in committee work, we have a charge nurse certificate course uh, that if you are a charge nurse or thinking of becoming a charge nurse or a clinical nurse supervisor, you can take those courses to either sort of feel it out, see if that's what you want to do, or to learn more in the role, or to become more competent in, in that space. Uh, we have managers of units. We have directors. Chief nursing officers, chief operating officers. There's a lot of nurses in HCA that are CEOs, uh, too, in, in the Mountain Division um, in Mount, within Mountain Star. And uh, you know, I think the, the possibilities are endless. You know, I think if you set out to be the chief nursing executive of Mountain Division, this job will be open one day, too. And so I think uh, lots of different things that you can explore and do. Uh, and I think the last thing I would say about that is it's not always that you know what you want to do and that you've sought that out and you have a kind of a direct line career path and plan. And that's okay. I would encourage you though, to listen to those around you. And if another leader comes alongside you and says, I think you possess this skill set. here's something I'd really like to see you try. 
I'd encourage you to think about doing that and step outside the box because if it weren't for people uh, approaching me in my career and offering me opportunities that felt like they were too big for me and me taking those on and, and running with them, I wouldn't be where I am today. So we are unfortunately at the end of the time that we have to talk, but we wanted to make sure that you guys have an opportunity to reach out to Jen if there's anything that you wanted to ask her beyond the stuff that we talked about right now. So Jen, is there like an email or maybe your LinkedIn that students could reach out to you at to ask you more questions if they have any? Absolutely. So my email address is jennifer.wagonar, W-A-G-E-N-A-A-R at hcahealthcare.com or you can uh, look me up on LinkedIn and connect that way. Um, Either way is perfectly fine with me. I can help answer questions about uh, leadership or the kinds of opportunities that are available within our broad organization and then also help you stay connected with our recruitment team as you explore your entry-level opportunities. Yes. Thank you so much, Jen, for taking the time to talk to us and have an awesome day. You too. Thanks so much. So, Adi, I think this week's episode, we really tried to make it very informational, I guess is a really good word, informational for those who are kind of farther along in the program. We talked to Jen and Casey about recruiting, getting jobs in the future, which is something that I imagine you're thinking about. What You're starting fourth semester now? Yeah, I just finished third semester and I'm starting fourth now. Awesome. Tell me about third semester. I don't know anything about the semesters. What do you even learn in that semester? Yeah, so it actually was my favorite semester so far. I had so much fun. So you focus on med surge nursing. So it's going to be your first clinicals in the hospital and you take pharmacology. And honestly, for me, it was the first semester I started feeling like a real nurse. So you said it's your first semester doing clinicals. How do you even prepare for that? Is there a way? Okay. This is kind of a silly suggestion, but the first thing I would say is get yourself used to going to bed early (laughs) Okay. (laughs) because you will be getting up so early And if you have clinicals up in Salt Lake like I did, then it'll be even earlier and you're driving early in the morning. And I just, the more sleep I got, the better clinicals were. It would help me remember stuff that I had learned before. And definitely, sometimes I would review notes before I would go to clinicals just so I could do assessments better, remember pathophys that had to do with my patients. And I think preparing for it to be both a shadowing opportunity but also an opportunity where you get to use your skills and your knowledge finally in the real world. I loved it because I felt like I was actually making a difference in these people's lives, even though as a student nurse, you play a very small role in a hospital. (laughs) And I loved having a lab group that I drove up with every week and we'd all wake up early and we would all suffer together during clinicals, but we all learned so much together. And also the clinical instructors are just the best they're so sweet and they want you to learn and they're there for you during clinicals and afterwards too. Wow. That's awesome. Nursing school is supposed to be hard, but it's not supposed to be scary, right? Things aren't supposed to make you drowned, even though it may happen sometimes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but do your homework early, do your readings early. I imagine Mm -hmm. that is pretty universal. Mm -hmm. Um, Find a group that you really care about. What Mm -hmm. other advice do you feel like you could give? I loved how you said it's nursing school isn't supposed to be scary. I think third semester has this huge reputation that it is hard, but you learn so much and it's so much fun. I think it makes it easier to do the work for nursing school in third semester because you're really connecting all the dots and serving people in person. 
And also, don't be so scared of farm. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, it's really not as bad as you think. And also, your professors are great. Go talk to them. They'll reassure you, like I might have done before the final. <laughs> and <laughs> also, med surge is great. It's a lot like nursing fundamentals mixed with physiology. And also the research class I thought was really interesting. And something that I love that class for is it really prepared me to start doing research with faculty here, which is another great opportunity in third semester is if you're interested in research at all, go look on the website, go talk to your favorite professors, see if they're hiring. It really is so much fun. It's something to put on your resume. If you want to go to grad school, it's something that will help you with your thesis. There's just so many great things that research experience in third semester and in all of nursing school can do for you. Yeah. For everyone listening, you can do it. You can. So this semester, go hard, study hard, have so much fun, and you'll look back in hindsight and it will be the best semester of your life. But thank you so much for tuning in this week. We are so excited to be back into school and starting the year off right. We hope that you are safe, that you are healthy, and we can't wait to have you back next week on the College Handoff. See y'all next week.